Hey, who's that guy? Pat the Designer returns on Locked on Bulls today. It's me and Pat are going to break down. Uh, the Lakers reportedly wanting Alice Cruz so back. What do they have to offer? Is the bull is the bench the Bulls' best strength so far in this season? And Bradley Bill set to make his debut, of course, against us tonight. We're going to talk about it all and more right after this. You are Locked on Bulls, your daily podcast on the Chicago Bulls, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you for tuning in to Locked On Bulls, member of the Locked On Podcast Network, where it's your team every single day. That's the returning Pat the Designer back in the building, host and creator of the Windy City Breeze and host of the Chicago Bears podcast over at ESPN 1000. I'm Hayes, host creator of Chicago Bulls and Chicago Bears Central. And today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel. Make every moment more. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 money line bet. That's $150 if your team wins. Visit FanDuel.com slash locked on to get started. Pat, come back, man. You got it. You're coming back right to the hell of a game against the Suns, man, which we'll talk about towards the end of this uh, episode with Bradley Bill returning. But right. we got an interesting rumor drop that dropped at like midnight, which I guess is not too late uh, for uh, L.A. time. But Sean Devini at TheHeavy.com says that uh, there is a, an exec that says the Lakers feel like they need a little bit more defense and that they've always regretted Alice Caruso and that they are willing to put together an offer. Now, what we're hearing so far is that they don't ha- they don't have a first-round pick they can give up. But they are willing to give up Jalen Hood Shafino, which they just drafted, um, and another contract uh, if if the, if they can wait till December fifteenth um, to go ahead and and try to make that trade for Alice Cruz. So when you hear that Jalen Hood Shafino is a player, me and you both talked about uh, yeah. in this draft has uh, was drawing comparisons to Malcolm Brogdon, young guy has two way potential. But I don't. I hear that, and I don't think that, that we've always heard the Bulls want at least two first round picks back for Alice Caruso. Here's, what do you? Uh, Here's the part that's tough, right? Like, will Caruso be here whenever the Bulls eventually become a contender to be in the playoffs consistently? That's a fair question. Probably not, right? Yeah. So you want to get as much young capital as you can. I'm Again, I'm still not... I'm inching closer to the blow-it-up trend. I'm not going to lie. Like, how they came out to start this season was a punch to the gut of, like... First off... F you to all the video editors that made it look like they was going to come out and kill, bro. They be doing an elite job over there at Bulls Media, bro. Like, they oh, yeah. Yeah. they had you feeling like, hey, we might actually get seven this year. Oh, no. They, they meant seven wins. But, no, anyway, uh, I, I think it's – you have to evaluate whether Shafino is a – is a long-term answer, a long-term uh, prospect there. I think the interesting thing that – might need to be evaluated as well if you did make that decision is do you go completely young with this thing because it seems like all of a sudden uh and i haven't had a chance to really sit down and break down the last two games yet i literally got in at like 11 o'clock last night but it seems like patrick williams off of the bench for some reason has found a little bit more of a groove and is looking more like the player that we expected him to look like not again right maybe he's just getting into the groove of being the player who he was going to be and everybody was overreacting to eight, nine games in. But looking at the numbers, it seems like he's starting to get it together. Mm -hmm. Uh, You have to figure out if, hey, there's no fallback plan. What are these guys going to do? And do you have players that are in place? I don't know if that's P. Will, but maybe that's Shafino. If you make a trade like that and there's draft capital coming back as well, I'd be interested in it because I think it's no draft capital. 
It's huh? it literally in in what's rumored here. It's no draft capital. It's just Shafino. Shafino is the draft capital, and then the next another contract to match salaries. You getting a second out of that though, right? You probably getting a second out of that. I mean, is, is second really draft capital though? Is that really what we're talking about? As far I get what you're saying. I on hope that. so. Julian Phillips. <laughs> oh, true. Hey, there you go. I hope so. Um, the way, so I, I talked about this over on Central, too, and the way that I, talk, I talked about it is much like you. I said, I could see this happening if the Bulls go fully. I, I would see this as a last trade after you move either Zach or DeMar or both of them. Yeah. And then it's like we got, we've gotten so much draft capital back. Let's go out and get out. Uh, we've gotten first-round picks for, for DeMar or Zach or whatever it is. Now we, we're going to go ahead and move Caruso because, like you said, at that point he's definitely – you know, probably not going to re-up here anyway. Yeah. And, and you know, you can take advantage of that. But then, you know, you get another young, talented guard that you get to take a look at for a little while and see how they're going to round out. Well, I think that's the question, Mark. Right? Like, here's the one thing that I'll ask. And, again, we started this off by, is Caruso going to be here when we're winning eventual championships? Mm-hmm. Is Caruso eventually, eventually, this is Jerry Ryan's no, I, own team? Hey, listen, I, I said playoffs. I, was, I went big yeah. on that. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Is Caruso the leader that we might need, though? I mean, we'll to, to keep get in mind, this even, next group of one, young guys in place. That's and that that's a great point as well because you do have to like if you do go fully young, you still want to have some veterans around in some shape, form, or fashion, right? I mean, you theoretically you still have Javon Carter, Tory Craig around too because I don't think, like their their deals are so cheap. I think you would keep them if you do decide to go fully young. But it really comes down just to the question of I think this would only be a move. This isn't a move that happens while the Bulls are still trying to win. They're still hoping that they're going to sneak into the playoffs or whatever else it is. This move would be one that's indicative of. Yeah, it's about to be a a, a, a tough, rough, a, a couple of rough years back to back. There, we're about to have a couple of fifteen win seasons. Yeah, so. and I think that's that's the worst part about this, right? Like, it's like when you look at this team right now, you still like games like uh, uh, um, versus Utah, right? Tell me that okay, they're gonna get hot mm-hmm. one every three games. You get hot one every three games, one every four games you'll find your way to 35 wins, right? And that doesn't, where does that put you at in the grand scheme of things, right? That doesn't put you in a good place draft-wise, and it doesn't put you in a good place uh, uh, um, standings-wise either. So now you're sitting here having to have the conversation of, if you're not even making the playoffs, is it time to blow it up? Is it time to move oh, on? If I think, uh, to me, if they don't even make it, to me, absolutely. There's, there's no way at this point, like, you can sell a fan base on you're still trying to like double down with this core. If we don't even make the playoffs this year, God forbid we don't even make the play in either. No, to yeah. me at that point, you got to just say, hey, listen, we tried it. This ain't it. And uh, it's time to go ahead and move on. But you got to make that decision before you get to the playoffs. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, I, you mean, have to look- I think when we talked about it, like, the, as tough as this record is, and, and me and Kevin Anderson talked about it a little bit on Central yesterday, too. Like, by honestly, by Christmas, you should have a pretty good idea. Yeah. You should, like, you you should know should. what you're doing. I mean, listen, we probably know now. We might just be delaying the enough. I mean, true. Yeah, that's true. You know what I mean? Because, like, this is not... It sucks because of how quickly we went to this point, right? Like, how quickly it turned into, oh, this is the same team as last year, when, realistically mm. speaking, right, Vooch always takes a long time to start the season off. Um, and start to get in his groove. He started off a little bit quicker than I think all of us thought he did, he was going to, uh, but he's still been a little bit up and down. Um, 
Javon Carter has not hit the ground running at all. And all of a sudden, Torrey Craig went from being like, we're not going to start you because we really like this, Patrick. Well, you know what? Just come out in here. It, it is what it is. Just come on in. Right? So there's there's an, a period of adjustment that we should grace them with. But they've also had three years. Yeah. The core, my, the main part of, I mean, we do have two new starters in there. One that didn't even, wasn't even a starter to start this season. So you got that part of it. But I think, I think 25, 30 games is more than enough to really evaluate. I think it really is at that point. Yeah. 25, 30 games. But if we get the 25, 30 games and nobody's moved, I'll be surprised. Yeah. And they're playing like this. Yeah. <laughs> like they have to hit a, and here's, here's, <sighs> Honestly, look, I mean, how we much got, grace we got do you give them on this, though? How much grace do you give them on this, though, right? Let's say they get hot. Uh-huh. And everybody's going to say, oh, well, of course they got hot. They're an NBA team. Every team hits a streak. But me and you broke down how tough the start to this schedule is. Mm -hmm. Let's say they rattle off six, seven wins. Yeah. Which Does that change do who they are in your minds as a team? Or are you still kind of on the same, you know what? It yeah, that was fun. It changes my perspective on because right now I don't trust this team is going to be able to turn it around. If they went on a six or seven game winning streak, it'll just turn the fact of, okay, maybe they can. I still need to see more though. Yeah. Because right now I have no faith that they're going to be able to turn it around. Just being 100% honest. I've seen this story before. Games. Yeah. But let's say we we go on because we got six out of the next seven are at home and the one that's away is in Milwaukee. That's basically a home game. They're going to take a bus up. Right, yeah. so they're going to be sleeping in their own bed, get to have a lot of practices in. If they win six out of these next seven, cool. I, you, you, cool. Congrats. You've now made me think. Okay, there, there may be a chance. I'm going to go from no chance to a chance. But then, how you do the next ten games after that is going to because what we've seen with the Bulls do, they'll win three, lose four. Right? Yeah. They'll win four, go three and two, or, or go two and three, lose, lose two, win three, and then lose four in a row after that. Like, so it's just, but that's the know, tough man. part, right? Like me and you had talked about this schedule, right? If mm -hmm. you did that with this schedule, I'd almost be like, all right, I mean, it kind of makes sense. Like it, until January 2nd, although the Knicks look like the, but the see, Knicks. But you still have another month after January 2nd. To, so, okay, if we give them to January 2nd and say, all right, what are you giving them, a grace period of, well, here's, three, four games below 500. Here's the top. Right. That's what we said. Right. If you yeah. if you guys are near 500 with mm -hmm. this schedule to start, that's cool. But after that, remember, it drops off precipitously. It goes from like you playing the toughest schedule to like uh, yeah, it was got, one of the easy schedules. But unfortunately, that's where the Bulls started faltering at last season. So <laughs> this is true. <laughs> so, I mean, I, I don't know. Like, I think at, at the end of the day, you really have to look and evaluate how they perform against some of the better teams. Some of the teams that are shaped to be playoffs. But also, does your team have an idea? Because I tell you what. If your team still, even if they are, let's say, a game above 500 by some chance of the imagination, but you're still looking at it and say, we still don't have an identity per se. Yeah. It's time. Yeah. It's time. Yeah. So, I'm with you. I'm with you, man. So, all right. Uh, next up, we're going to be talking. <laughs> That's, it, it's, it's so tough to be. What a way to start right the now. season, bro. Yeah, I know, I mean, right? Like... <laughs> next up, we're going to be talking about the Bulls bench. It's really started coming around here in the last few games. But before we get into that, got to talk to you guys about Prize Picks. Prize Picks is the largest daily fantasy sports platform in North America. We are the easiest and most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. It's you. It's just you against the numbers. Instead of battling thousands of other players, including pros and sharks, you pick more 
or less than two to six players stat projections and watch the winnings roll in. With the basketball season here, you can now pick combo projections across football and ba basketball from the Specials League, a league created specifically for combo projections that includes two or more players from different sports or leagues. For example, LeBron plus, plus Travis Kelsey at a 10.5 combo of three-pointers made and receptions. Want to play alongside some of PrizePix's favorite players like rapper Meek Mill and comedian Andrew Schultz? You can now find community plays under the promo tab of the app to view entries for some of the biggest names in the prize picks community each week. Go to prizepicks.com slash locked on NBA and use code locked on NBA for a first deposit match up to $100. That's prizepicks.com slash locked on NBA and use the code locked on NBA for a first deposit match up to $100. All right, Pat, uh, with that said, let's go ahead and get into it, bro. Yeah. Uh, the Bulls bench, 51 points against the Utah Jazz, which is, that's its own beast, right? Um, but Javon Carter over the last couple of games, three out of the last four games, he scored in double digits, I think 15 points or more, in the, uh, 13 points or more, three out of the last four games. Andre Drummond, who just passed into, uh, got into the 10,000 rebound club, shout out to him. Io's really rounding out. We talked about P. Will and Caruso, right? Those players are playing really good and building the chemistry. I like the way that they're getting out in transition. The defensive intensity change when they, when they come into the game. Do you feel like right now, kind of the Bulls bench is one of the strongest, if not the strongest assets that we have on this team right now? Ooh. You know what? I, I think there's something that's changed about the bench. Outside of just, right, like, the players that are there, there's something that has changed about the mindset of the bench. And it may, maybe it's just, right, that everybody there has the mindset of being a bench player. But even how mm -hmm. Andre Drummond has started the season playing, right? Like he was talking about it after, uh, which I'm going to tell you this. I didn't see much down in the DR. The only thing I saw was this man get a steal and smoke another layup. What's going on? What's going on? Drum? He's my favorite dude on the team. Cause it's like, he could two hand yam it backwards between the legs, or he could lay it up off the front of the rim. That's but funny. how Andre Drummond has been attacking on a defensive end to me has been rejuvenated. Alice Caruso is Alice Caruso. I don't expect anything different from him. Like I talked about a little bit, P will coming into his own out there. Like yeah. it, it's almost like everybody now understands what their role is. And they're just very comfortable. Even out of sumo, right? Like, we thought Io maybe had the, the chops to be a starting point guard last season. Now, all of a sudden, you look at him, and you're like, man, he just looks more comfortable. He looks like this is where he needs to be. The, the amount of pressure that's on him is much less. All of a sudden, he can shoot the basketball. Where the heck did that come from? Right? Like, I don't care what the numbers say. Because I, I love that part. It was like, well, his averages were the same as his rookie year. It's like, listen, if you go 0 for 3 in one game and 3 for 3 in the next, you're going to be 50%. <laughs> <laughs> but... I just, I, it, the bench to me looks very comfortable, which is something I can't say about the starting unit. And that is the part that, yes, the bench to me is the Bulls' strongest asset right now because when I look at the bench, everybody looks like they know where they're supposed to be. I watched Zach Levine year three of this thing being put together, and I'm like, why is he just drifting? Where's he going? <laughs> yeah. Was he, now he's got the ball. Okay, why is DeMar drifting? Where's he going? I think that the bench, like, especially when you have a player like Javon Carter, who is definitely coming to his own, but you have Drum, you have Javon Carter, you have Caruso. These are guys who just understand their roles and what they can do in a basketball court. And then with the confidence of Io and P. Will and what they're building there as well, like, it, 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 it's, I want to see it be a little bit more consistent, but this bench unit, it brings the defense. They get out of transition. They have the right amount of rebounding. Like, it's just... It's the things that that it's almost like the things that Billy Donovan talked about seeing the team want to play. 
the bench right now is executing that better with less skill than the starting lineup. Here's the weird part, right? Like, <laughs> is the bench the style of team that Billy Donovan really needs? Yeah, I think so. Like the starter, like let's be real. Vooch don't run the floor like uh Drummond does. He just doesn't, right? No, he's not he's not he's not nearly as mobile. As he's Drummond. not nearly as mobile. Vooch is gonna be, you know, down. You know, you miss you've missed Vooch finally getting his yam on somebody. He finally dunked it on somebody, bro. Oh, and I was that's like, not the question I have though. Did he pelvic thrust after? He of course he did. Come on, it's Vooch. <laughs> Who was Vooch humping down? Who, Bro, who, who, who was it that he dunked on? I on today's remember. episode of Who is Vooch humping now? <laughs> yeah. But yeah, he finally it was against uh it was against Denver in which he he, he did it. Uh it's it wasn't it wasn't Jokic. It wasn't Jokic. I can't remember off the top of my head, but yeah, he he. I was like, Pat got the Pat missed Vooch finally Dang, getting his bro. I missed Vooch. It was Braun. Thrust. It was Christian Braun. That's who it was. Then he dunked Christian Braun. Yeah, Christian Braun got switched on him. He immediately was like, oh, yeah, bet. That's tough. <laughs> hey, when Booch do that little, like, my shoulder is leaning and it looked like I'm not going to stay balanced, yeah. dying to the basket, hey, you better watch your head. He's going exactly. up. Yeah, he's only going to do it once every six months, but he's going up that one time. <laughs> no, nah, that's lit. But, no, nah, it, it it really feels like, right, like when you look at Drum, when you look at Caruso, when you look at Io, and then, you know, P. Will being a little bit of a spot-up shooter and and – uh, having the size kind of get into his spots, different things like that. Like, it really feels like that's the kind of team that Billy Donovan has always wanted, and he's gotten Zach, DeMar, and Vooch. Now, granted, you should be able to make that work. That's not – I'm not shooting yeah. him any bail on the job he's done with this team, but it really feels like he just wants the young, run-and-gun type team because when we see it on the floor with the bench unit, they fly. And I ain't going to mm -hmm. lie, to me – Kobe White has tried to do that a little bit, and it seems like people don't stick with him. It seems like Kobe get the ball. If he get the rebound, boom, we take it off. Oh, yeah. And and I think Kobe is starting, and he, he, there's a quote from him, too. I almost put it as a topic on this episode. Maybe we'll talk about it after the game tonight. Like, Kobe talked about how he's like, I'm not, he's like, they sometimes people may look at me as a, as a shithead, but I don't care. And I and I love that mentality coming from a young player that and it's hard. Kobe White is in what his fifth year? He's still only 23 years old, which is here's, crazy. Here's my question. Who you around that's still saying the word? <laughs> Come on, you gotta remember he's on the team with a bunch of old people, bro. Like I I <laughs> would not be surprised if DeMar throws out a couple of shitheads, bro. Like DeMar Craig seems be. like somebody who definitely would say be. that. Yeah. yeah. That makes sense, I guess. Straight back braids, yeah, he's definitely yeah, throwing that out there exactly. a couple of times. Exactly. <laughs> That's funny. No, That's Kobe, hilarious. seeing that quote actually got me excited this weekend. Like, it, it yeah. was because it, it's what the Bulls are missing. It's all that they're missing. Somebody to be like, hey, what are you doing? Get it together. Be where you're supposed to be. And I feel like there's a tough line where you have the right veterans with the right young guys. It feels like the Bulls young guys deferred to whatever their veterans told them to do. And this is Billy Donovan's teams are usually player led. They're usually yeah. right. Like the players are the ones that speak up. And the, so whatever Zach and DeMar and Vooch are telling them to do, the young dudes are like, all right, let's do it. You know, we're going to make this work. And now it's like, okay, does Kobe finally not feel like a young guy anymore? Now he can say, Hey, listen, we got to get this together. I'm tired of losing. Yeah. So 
I love that Kobe's speaking out. I'm not going to lie to you. That that to me, when I heard that, uh, uh, I think I, that quote came out late, uh, right before we went to the airport. And I was very excited to see that because I was like, okay, give me that Pat Bev energy. I need, you know, give me that. I, I don't know what Javon Carter. I thought he was supposed to be in here cussing people out. Is he? Is he? Nobody's been cussed out. Um, listen, I wouldn't doubt that he is actually cussed a couple of people out, but it's probably been under the under his breath. Like it's just you mother. Like that's probably what it is. <laughs> it's just been AK. Hey man, that's we gonna funny. keep this thing moving along. Appreciate you guys for tuning in and showing love. Ugh. I got vacation voice going right here. Excuse me. Pardon me. Uh, but I do have to tell you guys about FanDuel. You can score early this NFL season with FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers get a $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 money line bet. That's $150 if your team wins. If you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time to get in on the action. The app is easy to use. There's a wide range of betting options, including spreads, player props, over-unders, and more. I actually got an interesting parlay up right here on the screen. This is one that they literally... <coughs> Jesus. That they literally offer you as you get on the website. Jordan Poole over 20 and a half. Kyle Kuzma over 22 and a half. These are points. Denny Avdia over 11 and a half. That's where it gets ugly because Jordan Poole not getting over 20 with Denny Avdia getting over 11 and a half. Daniel Gafford over an 11 and a half. And Tyus Jones over 11 and a half. All points. If you place a $10 bet, you get $271. I'm not going to lie to you. Don't place that bet. <laughs> There's no chance Jordan Poole gets over 20 and a half points. Versus the Hornets? Oh, uh, maybe. I was about to say, yeah, uh, I don't think that's that bad of a bet. I'm not saying it's a great bet either. I don't think it's as bad as what you were thinking, brother. For ten dollars, you might not, you might be able to pull that off. But visit visit <laughs> Fanduel today forward slash locked on to kick off the NFL season. Fanduel, official partner of the NFL. All right, Pat. Uh, Why are we getting NFL reads, right, bro? It is what it is. I that's figured that out. I know they're listening. <laughs> All right, man. Bulls face off against the Suns today. And, of course, Bradley Bill would look to make his uh, return against the Chicago Bulls. It's just the way that it looks. Now, the Phoenix Suns haven't been playing too good on offense or defense, haven't been hugely efficient, haven't really shot the ball well from three-point range. But, again, they've been missing De uh, Devin Booker. They've been missing Bradley Bill. <laughs> so take those numbers and kind of throw them out. It really doesn't mean anything in this game. Yeah. How concerned are you with the Chicago Bulls' ability to play solid solid enough defense against a team with both Bradley Bill and Kevin Durant on it. Oh, God. I think Torrey Craig is a huge asset in this uh, because he's played against a lot of these guys. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, Kevin Durant's going to cook him. I mean, <laughs> it is what it is, right? It's KD. But... Uh, Zach Levine versus Bradley Beal is the interesting matchup to me. And it might mm. not even be that. It might be Kobe versus Beal. Um, Beal might be playing the point in this situation. I don't know what they're, where they're going to start him at tonight. But uh, I don't know, man. Like, that's a that's a tough. Vooch versus Nurkish, you should be able to dominate that. But that, that's a tough matchup, dog. Like, on paper, right? But then you take into account, right, that this team has been a little bit disjointed. Um, I think through the first seven games, the number one thing I've noticed has been 
why the heck did y'all hire Frank Vogel for this job? Because his, his style just doesn't fit this team in the slightest to me. His coaching style, right? Like, yeah, I've seen Kevin Durant playing defense in the post. I'm like, what's he doing down there? You know what I mean, like, I, I don't know. Like, I get it. He's seven feet tall, but like, let's not put Kevin Durant on defense in the post. Like, they're a weird team, man. They and they, their goal is to outscore everybody, and that kind of plays into the Bulls' favor because even as bad as the Bulls have been outside of that Denver game. We really haven't seen these high-powered offenses come in and just wipe the floor with them. It's like, true. usually the Bulls do a really good job of shutting down these high-powered offenses. So, um, I think that the Bulls actually have... I know this sounds crazy. I think they actually have a shot versus this Phoenix team because I just don't believe that this Phoenix team, in, in at least where they are right now, is completely set in the system that they need to be in. And they haven't figured out where everybody needs to be on a consistent base. They, they kind of like the bulls, but with much better players. <laughs> <clears throat> yeah. I mean, I see where you're coming with that. And I think the, the, I think I, when it comes down to it, I, I, I trust, I would trust the coaching of the Phoenix suns more than Billy Donovan. 100%. So that's where the difference uh, comes in. And that's like, hard for me. What? I mean, that's why it's, it's not amazing, Vogel. but it's, uh, I don't know. Like, I, I do know. feel like like if we swapped out Frank Vogel with Billy Donovan on that Lakers team, I feel like Billy could have won. You think Billy could have won that? Like, I just, you know what I mean? Like, at a certain point, there's too much talent to lose. <laughs> you would think that, but uh, I don't know, man. There's still Chicago Bulls, bro. That's... I get you. I don't know. I don't know. I, I don't think there's a clear... The clear-cut advantage is Kevin Durant. True. I agree like, with that. That's it. Yeah, I yeah. mean, like, the clear-cut event. Because Bradley Beal, one, one, he's coming, just coming back. Now, he can facilitate a little bit. Um, I don't know if he's going to return to that defender that he had talked about being. Like, that was hilarious. Uh, and then me and you went and looked it up. We were like, Bradley Beal was a sub-110. Bro, it was crazy to see that, bro. Bro, he was a clamp, bro. Like, that was what wild. happened to that Brad Beal? But I don't know, man. Like, the Phoenix Suns are such a weird team. And them being 12th in the West, it, it doesn't surprise me because it literally looks like they just you remember when you used to remember when you used to get like plain potato chips and you just like put them in a brown bag, throw hot sauce in there, throw some ketchup in there, maybe some tahine if you was, you know, I mean, and you just shake it up. That's how the Phoenix Suns feel right now. Bro, that's how they feel to you. That's how they because it's just like, bro, like, what did y'all put together? And everybody got all excited when they made this trade. They was like, oh, they replenished their bench depth. Bench depth? You went out and got Grayson Allen. I'm supposed to get excited about Grayson Allen? I mean, he's killed us in a few games. No, he's actually murdered people in a few games. That's, <laughs> that's all that happened. He didn't kill I, us. I told he, you before, bro, no, you can't. You can't hey, that you one can't, playoff game, he did kill us, actually. You, you, can't, you can't trust people with no lips, bro. That's what it is. Like, <laughs> bro, Grayson Allen is 24 years old. Bro, that's crazy, He looks 65, bro. bro. Grayson Allen. Me, we had a we had a roasting session. TikTok took it down. They said it was abuse. Um, <laughs> but literally, bro, like, Grayson Allen is the oldest, youngest dude I've ever seen. And it makes no sense. I don't to know. Me. Tony Snell gave him a little run for his money. 
oh, it's it's ugly out here. Uh, <laughs> and then, I mean, like outside of that, like no, nah, but see, Tony Snell got a different thing. I'm I'm off Tony Snell. I found out he autistic, and I was like, all right, I'm gonna leave him alone. I mean, he uh, just found out he was, so you can't really hold that against him either. <laughs> No, any jokes previously, they all stand. You know what I mean? Listen, he was out there getting active. 28 minutes, 0.0 rebounds, 0 defensive blocks. Um, now that seems weird, dog. Like, they hate Bowl Bowl, basically. I never see that. I never see Bowl Bowl play. I mean, the the you went out and got Eric Gordon. He was supposed to be the savior. Now, I will say this. This is where it could get ugly. There are a lot of names on this team that have previously killed the Bulls in the past in single games mm -hmm. with their team. We might get beat by 107 tonight. That's what I'm saying. There's a lot of Bulls killers, surprisingly enough, on that Yuta bench. Yuta Watanabe has killed us once. Yep, killed us before. Josh Okogie. Uh, Josh Okogie. Grayson Allen has killed us. Eric Gordon has killed us before. Nazir Little. I didn't even realize he was on that bench. Yeah, yep. so he, they, they got a lot of Bulls killers on the bench. <laughs> They're probably Basically. looking at it about, about, hey, we about to up those season averages tonight. <laughs> <clears throat> Basically, anybody whose name you might not know is on this team. Yeah. Yeah. That's funny, we'll see. When you the Watsonabi goes 10 of 12 from three-point oh range tonight, God, bro. bro. All right over DeMar DeRozan. That's Anyway, let's get up out of here, man. You come back and just bring trauma right along with you, bro. Hey, man, follow us on everything at Locked on Bulls. You can follow me on everything at Pat the Designer. I'm dying. You can follow me at CEO Hayes. Uh, you can follow us collectively at Locked On Bulls. Maybe want to remind you guys that Locked On Bulls is free and available on every podcasting app and platform of your choice, as well as YouTube and the Odyssey app. For Path the Designer, I'm Hayes. This has been Locked On Bulls. We out, y'all. Peace. Just come back and bring the bull with you. I see you, bro. Oh, no. I saw some stuff down here. Yeah. <laughs>